What if you could create more kindness in the world just by being you? Everyone has the potential to create and receive more kindness. What if kindness is more than being nice and compassionate to others? Have you ever considered what having more kindness for you could create in your life? Get ready to learn how the energy of kindness is integral to reducing stress in your life and how it can assist in healing your body. Now, here is the host of Cultivating Kindness with Karen, facilitator of healing, Karen Leslie. Well, everyone, I'm so excited you're here with me today. Thank you so much for being here on another episode of Cultivating Kindness with Karen. And of course, I'm your host, Karen Leslie, and there's so much going on about today. There has been so many changes in my head, and it's been a wild ride for the last number of hours. And I know I've said that before because, as you know, I'm I'm highly intuitive, and a lot of information comes in before my shows, and, and that's really wonderful, and I love it. But this time... You know, when I put out a show saying, you know, hey, we're going to do a show on on blame and we're going to, you know, put the blame down, as the title is. And I had this idea in my head about, you know, what I was going to talk about. And I had received information from spirit as to what would be a good idea to, you know, to share and to talk about with you. And then all of a sudden, like late yesterday, I started getting new information. And the show was taking a completely different uh, approach as to what was asking to be shared with you. And it really, to be honest, it kind of threw me off. I was like, okay, this is cool. So what I'm going to do, as best as uh, spirit will allow and not get me too distracted, is I um, I plan on blending the two ideas together here for you. Because I feel they're both important and they both have a lot of merit and value in me helping to explain to you why it's a really good idea to put the blame down. And that energy of that word blame really is asking to come through a lot stronger than I was originally anticipating. So how do I feel that I'm qualified to talk about this? Ooh, partly because I felt like I was to blame for a lot of things when I was younger and also as an adult. And um, I felt that I was to blame for certain things that I saw in my children. And, you know, my the difficulties I had with parenting at times, you know, as a result of my own struggles with an anxiety disorder and depression and, you know, a couple of times when the anorexia came back and just other stuff and the suicidal thoughts. So I I really think that that aspect was what was trying to come forward over the last, mm, I don't know, 18 hours or so is to bring some of that information here. Because I also got really cold. I've been cold all morning where I am here in Ontario, Canada. It's 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I've been cold all day, which indicates for me that I've been doing some deep healing before coming on to the show with you today. And so um, I'm excited. I'm really excited about this. And another way that I think that uh, brings me into a place of being able to share this information with you 
is that I work very much with language and thought patterns. And I do a lot of coaching. I guess you could say that I'm like a, a language and thought pattern coach. I'm not like a, a life coach. Like I, That doesn't resonate with me. I have a very specific area that I work with my clients with. And then you add in being an expert energy healer, you know, and I'm a really unique package. <laughs> and uh, that uniqueness used to bother me a little bit, and I'm really embracing it now. And um, it brings me to a place where I have a lot of extra information and wisdom and knowledge that I share with you here every week on my show and also with those that I work with on a one-to-one basis and and also the uh, couple of groups that I've got as well. So putting down the blame is really, really important. You know, from a very young age, this uh, concept of blame is given to us as, you know, as really little people, actually. And I think often parents are doing it unconsciously, probably repeating patterns that they had when they were young and they were growing up. You know, a lot of this stuff is passed along. I've got some really good memories of things like that. And sorry, I just saw something in the comments. One of our other hosts here is um, is with us, uh, Mickey Gaffinstone. And she put a post out earlier this morning that I absolutely loved. It was a Chinese proverb about being the twisted tree. Because if you're not the twisted tree, then you end up as a board, right? Meaning you're cut down, you're planed down into something blah, <laughs> useful maybe, but, and I was saying how I wanted to be the twisted tree. So thanks, Mickey. And I'm going to actually be referring to some things Mickey said earlier in her show a couple of hours ago, as we go through. But the, you know, when we're younger, and I remember partly when something would happen to me at at school, and then also because I have a brother that's seven years younger than myself, I was on the other side of this. When something happened, you know, it was very common that I heard the words or the question, you know, who did this to you? Or if it was my brother and I, did Karen do this to you? And so when you get this idea of who did this to you, then you start to become a victim. You start to understand that something is happening to you, that this other person has said, created an action or something or some energy that was directed to you, intended for you. And usually it's really, really uncomfortable, like really uncomfortable. So it's easy to become a victim with that. It's an it's easy to think, you know, I had both, you know, like what did I do wrong? So I was the problem with the did Karen do this to you? Right. And this whole idea of how we look at blame and how it gets used is quite insidious. Like it really just kind of creeps in and kind of grows all on its own in various different ways. And it teaches a child. And if you didn't have it as a child, awesome. But if you received it later in your high school years or in your work career, but it can teach us 
that it's okay to blame another person. And then what are the ramifications of that? How does that affect us if we feel comfortable, confident maybe even in blaming another person? Right? From my perspective, this is not setting things up for success. Right? And then the energy of blame, like that word blame, oh, it has such a strong energy to it. And I think that that is partly why the content of what I want to share with you was really getting changed. It's a very toxic energy. It's a really unhealthy energy that that creates a loop in your thinking, whether it's conscious or unconscious. And I think, to be honest, you will go back and forth between both. Um, But this toxic loop And as you know from other shows, if you've been following along with me, right, every thought, every action like that creates a chemical response in the body. So the body starts to love it and it can love something that's toxic. It doesn't care. It just wants that hit from thinking in that particular way. And so I went to um, the etymology sites that I love to go to about words when I kept getting a a real strong um, pull on the word. Um, blame. And so where is it here? I have it here. Yes. Okay. So blame in the 1200s was find fault with. Then a little later in the 1300s, it was described as lay responsibility on for something deemed wrong. I also took it as it could be for someone deemed wrong. And then I got thinking about this word deemed and what energy did that bring into it? So I went again and looked up the word deemed and it's to judge, decide on consideration, condemn, think, judge, hold as an opinion. So did you hear that one? Hold as an opinion. No fact. An opinion. So this blame energy is given to us, or we send it out, based on the energy of opinion, to judge, right? So, right, if you know me, put all those words together, equals unkind, not being a kindness to anybody, yourself or others. And so this This blame was really percolating around. Yes, and Mickey here, she's saying, blame is disempowering in the way it is used today. Oh, somebody deemed wrong, right? It's such a powerful thing to look at it that way. And it is so not helpful. We understand how a lot of our words and things we say, you know, can be a judgment. And we're, you know, if you're following me along, I really hope that by now you're getting that, you know, a lot of that isn't kind. It's not a way to be with other people. And to understand our thoughts and our opinions and how an opinion, something you deemed, can have such a detrimental effect on another person by putting that energy of blame forward on them. Right? It's so harmful. Like, it's really, really harmful. You know, 
we will use blame in many different ways. We will use it as a method of manipulation or a type of control over another person. When we become um, at the receiving end of blame, what can happen there is that we start to shrink. That's the word that's coming in. We start to shrink. We start to back up, become smaller, and start to feel less positively about ourselves. You have this opinion coming at you that's making you feel bad about yourself, bringing to mind that you're not good enough, you may not be of value, you can't do anything right, right? It all depends on the words that are associated as well with the energy that you are hearing and feeling. Either way, it's not okay. And you think about, right? A lot of us talk about like not just on Inspired Choices Network, but everywhere people are saying that zero to seven year old time frame, that those short number of years when we're really little and growing up and we're like sponges and we are just taking everything in to survive, to learn, to be accepted. And then if you start receiving blame during that time, then you are imprinting on that person. They're taking in all of these negative thoughts about themselves all around whatever that circumstance was that blame was being given. You know, the kids are amazing. I remember um, I was a big person for sighing. You know, I put my hand on my hip. You can't see that probably here, but I did it. And then I remember my eldest son doing that back at me when he was a little toddler. And it was like, whoa, this was a very clear message to me that I was imprinting, sharing, putting an energy forward on this little person that I had unintentionally done, but I wanted to undo. There, there was an audible sound. There was no words. But the way he used that sigh and that hand motion on his hip was correct. It exactly mimicked the intention behind when I did it. Children are brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. All right. So on that note, we are going to go to our first break. Wow, I've hardly even got in, gotten into the information yet. So don't go away because there is so much more that I want to share with you on put down the blame. And thank you once again for being here with me on the Inspired Choices Network. If this is the first time that you're here, welcome. I'm excited to have you. You picked a really interesting show to arrive on, and I'm so grateful. So maybe think about some of those unconscious behaviors. Do you sigh? <laughs> do you do other things that maybe you've seen in your children? Give that a little thought. And when we come back after the commercials, we'll continue to talk about why we need to be putting the blame down and not picking it back up again. All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll be back just in a couple of minutes. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. 
The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to karen at karenlesley.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, and please join us in the chat room. It's so much fun when we have the interaction in the chat room. You can have questions answered. You can make comments. You can interact with the other people that are here, too. It really is fabulous. So all you need to do is come over to the Inspired Choices Network, which is inspiredchoicesnetwork.com forward slash chat room and log in. And our producer, Sarah, she will bring you in and uh, you can join in and it'll be great. So I've already mentioned Mickey a couple of times. This maybe should be the Mickey and Karen show. I don't know. I should have had her on. <laughs> but earlier, when I was listening to Mickey's show, um, she has a show called Navigating Complicated Relationships. And she was talking about children as well today. And it was it was a super show. Go find it and have a listen to the replay. But one of the things that really um, uh, stuck with me that I wanted to bring forward in my show was Mickey was talking about how kids, they're always experimenting and they're supposed to. That's part of their job, you know, is being little people. Through experimenting, they learn, they become creative, they they find out things they like and things they don't like. And it it's very important for children to be given this space to experiment and to play and to do other things. So it got me thinking, yes. They're also, right, going to make a lot of mistakes. And Mickey referenced that as well. And I thought, huh, how many children end up on the receiving end of blame as a re result of the mistakes that they make that they were, they're meant to do? It's part of them figuring out who they are. It's part of them growing and becoming their own little person into an adult person. Yet when these energies are directed towards them as a result of the mistakes, I don't think people think about how harmful that is. I mean, it really is harmful. 
it can be a mistake on the playground. And that other child gets, well, who did that to you? Well, Karen did, or whoever. And then the blame is put on Karen or put on this other person. We are so comfortable, so comfortable laying blame on others. We see it modeled around us everywhere. You know, political parties, as you know, as much as I do not enjoy politics, it's a great example of throwing blame back and forth constantly. So when we see something like this modeled, then we think, oh, well, then this is just part of normal behavior. No one says this is part of normal behavior that's harmful. Our children really grow up at the expense of what, as adults, we see is normal, harmful behavior. Right? Let that sink in. And this show today, in honesty, really, it may upset some of you. It may make you feel quite bad. It may remind you of actions and words and things you did at other times, either with your, your own children, other children, or other people, adults in your life. I'm not going to apologize for that, but I am going to say, stick with me, stay with me until the end of the show, because we're going to turn this around and I'm going to help you with undoing this toxic loop that we or many people are in. But it's important right now that we understand this unconscious behavior that many people use as an automatic way of speaking to or responding or reacting to different situations. We, all, we, we make mistakes too. We made mistakes as children. We're carrying the programming and the baggage as a result of that, as well as our environment. You won't know that you are carrying this baggage unless you are vulnerable enough to look at it. Unless you find the courage to look at yourself, just pause, hear those words, pause, feel your body. And then if it's not feeling good, hmm, what can you do next? What can you do to change it? What question can you ask? Would you like to carry on feeling like a victim, feeling like the world is always happening at you? The world doesn't really care about what you would like. It's just dictating what's going to be allowed. Or would you like to empower you? Recognize where things haven't been going great. Recognizing those unconscious patterns that now can become conscious so we can work with them. And change, well, change your whole life. That's a possibility. So hang in here, okay? Don't go away. We've got a lot of things that we can cover and we will cover so that we can shift out of 
the energy that's not of help to ourselves or anyone else around us. Right. There's, you might want to have a look too on your work environment, um, some corporate environments, um, actually any job, not just corporate, any job can be, can have a toxic environment around it. And it's helpful to recognize it. Now, you may or may not be able to do anything about that. That's a whole other um, conversation or another show, perhaps for another one of our hosts. That's not something I think I would I will be getting into. But when you have that toxic environment, you need to, it's helpful to, to recognize that that is the environment. Otherwise, you are going to be on the receiving end of those energies. And blame is a really common one. Inventory ran low. So somebody's going to be blamed for that. Right? A customer has filed a complaint. So somebody's going to be blamed for that. There's, you know, poor grades in school. The child could get blamed for that. The parents could get blamed for that. The teacher could get blamed for that. Right? Do you see the, the ease? of blaming in so many different directions. No one's asking a question when blame comes in, other than who did that to you, <laughs> maybe, right? We're not looking at, oh, so what happened that the inventory got low and it wasn't recognized? Or what happened at home, perhaps, that the child was unable to prepare for a test or complete a project? Or does the child require extra support so that they can complete the project? Maybe there's a level of um, not understanding what was required, right? When you start to break it down and look at the circumstance that would have caused that automatic blame response or reaction, you can really start to engage and create a very different environment for everybody involved and those on the periphery. That's right. Every time we change something, every time we shift an energy, it has that ripple effect. It goes out to others. Positive and negative, right? Always two sides of every coin. Being mindful as to which side we're working on is important. And it's also really good to understand what is on the other side. Maybe you need to bring some of that information in, or maybe you need to be aware of it so you do not bring it in, right? There is no one rule for any of this. This whole idea, this whole idea of working with energy is to be aware of all that's around you, to be aware of the impact of the energy that you're giving out to others to be aware of the energy that's coming into you. Is it comfortable? Okay, would you like more? Cool, what might you do so that you can receive more of that? If it's not comfortable, same question. What, may, what can you do so that you do not have to receive more of that? Here's the energy practitioner really coming up big time here with me, sorry gang. <laughs> but it's really, 
it's really important. This um, default mechanism, this automatic toxic loop we have for going into blame is also, as I mentioned in the first segment, a way of trying to control situations as well. So you may go into blaming yourself as a way of controlling and hiding, a way of keeping yourself back into the background and not up front and participating. It can be um, the early development of being a people pleaser. And if you would like more information on people pleasing, you can go back into July. I did two shows, uh, part one and part two on people pleasing. And so you can you know, go into the um, into where your podcasts are kept and you can search out that one and have a listen. But it really is an area where it can foster that idea and that, uh, sorry, not so much idea in that behavior of becoming a people pleaser quite unconsciously, really, so that you don't receive that energy of blame. So someone's not going to blame you for an action because you're always working at trying to keep them happy, trying to keep everything okay. It's a way of hiding and trying to control your environment. On the flip side, and then we're going to go to a break, but on the flip side, I just want to say it's also a way that people will use it to control another person. If you keep that person feeling small enough or of less value, then you have power over them. And some parents will do this. Businesses will do this. Friendships, relationships will also do this, right? This is throughout every area of our life. And remember, we started learning this below the age of seven. My son started to learn how to mimic the energy he was aware of as this little toddler. That is so profound to me. So profound. So on that, we're going to go to our next break. Thank you so much for being here with me. Um, I love having you show up for the weekly shows, Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Your energetic input as you're watching live, whether you're in the chat room or I'm picking up with you, wherever you may be in the world, I so appreciate. I love your contributions. So, you know, please, if you like the shows, like them, give them hearts wherever you're seeing them, write a review, share them with somebody. I would deeply appreciate it. And that kind of fuels me and helps me with new ideas and new information to bring to you every week. So don't go away. We're only going to be gone for a couple of minutes here as we have a couple of commercials. And then I will be back and start bringing you around onto the other side of this. So what do we do now that we've recognized how common and pervasive the energy of blame is? All right. Don't go away, everyone. We'll be right back. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com.
How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Karen at KarenLeslie.ca. Now, back to the program. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you for coming back and staying with us here today. So, it's been a little heavy on the first couple of segments of the show with Blame. It was really important. Energetically, it was really, really important that the pervasiveness of it be brought in. This was part of the the change in the show that I was mentioning in the first segment. And also the focus on children. That really wasn't where I was planning on going. I was really going to look at this more from an adult perspective. But the, yeah, it was really well, they were insistent. Let's just put it that way, that the that the information I shared in the first two segments be brought forward. So if you're just joining us now, welcome. Um, I do recommend after the show that you go back and listen to the first part because it might make a little more sense to you right now. But either way, let's look at here. We've got this energy of blame. Many of us have experienced it. I highly doubt that there's anyone who hasn't experienced blame at somehow in some way in some uh, area of their life or relationships. But, okay, we've got this. What do we do with it? Like, how do we get out from this very toxic energy? You know, if you, if you follow um, David Hawkins um, emotional codes or scale, Blame is is well down the list in the red area. If you can see all the colors, if you're familiar with it. And I think it's it goes down to minus nine or ten. I think ten and uh, blame is at, I think, minus six. Um, so it's it's low and it is in a place that is deemed harmful when you by those who know and do the study in this area of research. So we've got blame. We may be people pleasers. You've got shows you can listen to on that to help with that. But what's really probably coming through is anxiety, maybe some depression. Your sense of self, your sense of self-worth and self-value may be quite low. If you're always feeling you're the problem, Mm, that's going to weigh on you. There's no doubt about it. So if we were carrying all of this, then how do we change it? How do we come out of this? Well, one part would be, as I said in the first segment, be that twisted tree. Find a way, 
find something that inspires you about yourself. Maybe somebody else or something around you. I would love it to be something about yourself that would help you to create that courage and that desire to learn more about you, to see more value in you, to understand that this blame is 100% another person's opinion. It does not mean it's based on any facts. Now, sure, you could have done a test or created a project or, you know, even a, a project at work, presentation, and it may have been a total flop. But to blame you, to shame you with this is not ever going to be helpful, right? Remember those questions. Hmm, so what happened here? With some of the information that you had that you were working with, was there a problem with some of the information? Was something maybe not correct? Was your understanding not in line with an expectation as to what was going to be presented? There's so many ways of looking at it that are far healthier. So it's really, really key that we, those on the receiving end, that we understand that the blame energy, it's, it's basically, it's wrong. It's incorrect. It's not valid. It's another person's opinion. It is not valid. Here, though, we, myself included, we then need to take the responsibility, take the action of looking into, okay, cool, what could I do different? What would I like to change? What would I desire? If I was to do this again, how might I look at it? Right? Each of those questions, followed by an action, will raise your sense of value, will raise your self-esteem, will raise you up so that you have a different way of looking at who you are. It will raise your confidence. And we need those things. We need confidence, sense of value, sense, a good sense of our self-esteem, that inspired action. We need all of these um, energies and beliefs if we want to be that twisted tree, if we want to continue to grow in our own unique way. Remember, blame can be a way to control you, for you to grow up in somebody else's pattern that they are choosing for you. Because they don't want yours. Yours may be too powerful. Yours may be too fun and exciting. Yours may be too adventuresome. Whatever it is that they can't handle or believe they can't handle. And that belief for them is going to be based on their programming. Right? We can all come out of the effects of blame. Now, you may need to work with somebody. It may go very deep for you. It may be creating 
a lot of limitations as to how you can go through your day each and every day. But no matter how heavy and strong those limitations feel, they can be worked with. They can start to be moved out, chiseled away, and let go of. Right? Remember at the beginning when I said, oh, I think I'm a thought. What did I say? A, uh, a language and thought coach. <laughs> I think I have to hold on to that. Right? So someone who works with you to understand the energy and the impact of the words and the thought patterns you have that you've unconsciously developed and how we need to shift those and change those, then you can come out of the effects of blame. You can do the same for someone that you have given blame to. You can do this with your children. If you recognize that you've had that pattern with them, don't go into beating yourself up. Don't go into blaming yourself. Don't go into any of that reactive, negative, deprecating way of thinking. Ask a question, right? I am the queen of questions. Ask a question. Right. What would I like to change? What behaviors are you seeing with your child that would indicate to you that they're becoming a people pleaser or that they're becoming more withdrawn, that they themselves are struggling as a result of that energy they've been feeling, that their self-esteem is low? Do they carry a lot of doubt or worry? Talk to them. Start a new way of having a relationship and rapport with them. Demonstrate that you can have one that doesn't have all of the judgment and judgment energies present. This will take some practice, but you can do it. You're going to have to, as I say, unwind some of your other thought processes and beliefs to get there. But it's totally possible. And think about for yourself, how good does it feel? When somebody comes to you and sincerely apologizes for something they've said or some action they've taken, right? It feels really good. Struggling to accept the apology, again, a whole other show, but it feels good. That act of coming to you and saying, I'm really sorry. I've just realized that when I said, blah, 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 how that may have made you feel. Open up the dialogue with your children. Even if your children are in their 30s, go to them if you would like and have conversations. I have gone to my children many times and apologized. I talked about it recently on one of the shows as well for one of the more recent times when I did so for my, um, my son and his girlfriend. The energy that changes in a room when you come forward with true sincerity, place of love, and no judgment when you want to have a conversation to apologize and to change the frequency 
and the relationship of what has happened either recently or in the past is powerful. It is powerful. So there's lots you can do. You do not need to stay under that cloak that you either chose to put on or was given to you as a result of being on the receiving end of blame. I think I'm going to take this moment and go to our first break, our next, not first break, our third break. We're just a minute or two early, but I want that just to kind of settle in with you. So don't go away, all right? We will be back, as you know by now, we always come back after our breaks. And let's wrap all of this up. Let's put this in a more positive light and let's move forward with that confidence and that understanding that we no longer need to use blame as a tool or a communication or control mechanism in our relationships. And we no longer have to be at the effect of that energy when it comes forward to us. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. And remember, you can always get in touch with me. Send me an email, right? Karen at KarenLeslie.ca or find me on all the different social media platforms and we can chat through those as well, all right? So we'll be right back. We'll just be a moment. Thanks, everyone. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Karen at KarenLeslie.ca. Now, back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Okay. We have talked about so much over the last 45 minutes. And so we're going to try and wrap it all up now in this last segment. Um, hmm, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know me now when, when stuff comes in. Uh, one of the things I also want to mention is uh, last week, I told you that I was going to be speaking twice in the month of September. One of them was just on this past Sunday. Um, my husband and I were both on a coaching suicide awareness summit on September 10th, which was uh, International Suicide Awareness and Prevention um, Day. And this whole topic was part of it as well. The, the blame that people put on themselves when they've lost somebody or have had somebody that is in their family or someone that's near and dear to them attempt suicide. And I'm not going to go into all the things we spoke about there, but again, toxic, harmful, and this endless loop when we blame ourselves 
We are giving that energy to ourselves, not recognizing in many cases just how harmful it is in the long run. Well, even short term. The um, next time is actually in two days on, on Friday, September 15. I'm spe speaking on a summit um, called the More-a-thon. And I'm talking about, um, I am not, I am different, I am not wrong. And it will be really an excellent um, summit and conversation as well. So feel free to look it up. Um, the links are all over my social media if you'd like to join us. And in there too, right? Again, that energy of blame can come through so easily when people are projecting on you that you're wrong for whatever reason, right? And remember, right? This is all based on somebody else's opinion, not on a fact, on their opinion, on how they wish to interpret an action, a word, an appearance, a whatever that you are involved in as well. So they will put that energy of blame on you, deem it upon you based on their own opinions or beliefs or judgments. Yes, we make mistakes. That's how we learn, right? In order to be good at something, right? Like if, if we really want to be good at something, we have to have the courage and the vulnerability to make a mistake. If we are unwilling to make a mistake, then how the heck are we going to get good at it? How are we going to learn about it? How will we learn the intricacies? That's really important. To become good at something, you have to have the courage to fail. You have to have the courage to make mistakes. And then hopefully, take the information from that, make changes, and then try again. Right. There's a statement that um, a lot of people will use. A lot of coaches say this as well, that hurt people hurt people. It's very true. You know, we learn to blame. The person that taught us to blame learned to blame from somebody else or some other circumstances or situation likely from somebody who was at the effect of blame as well. This pattern, these, it all replicates. We have all been harmed by it. So we are a hurt person that may be unconsciously, but we are still hurting another. This can change, right? Recognizing the pattern, recognizing how you're feeling, Asking questions, like real, real questions, be that two-year-old or three-year-old, have that curiosity, have that deep desire to understand, okay, like, how am I going to change this? I've been doing this for 60 years. How am I going to flip this? Ah, an idea comes. Look at the idea. Pause. Hmm. Would I like to try this? Do I have the courage to go and apologize? I wonder what could be created if I do. 
what could the future look like if I was no longer giving off that energy of blame? Right? Beautiful, amazing things can change. Find your inner strength. If you can't find it, find somebody to work with you to help you gain that inner strength. Strength to look at you. Strength to look at your children. Strength to look at other relationships, personal and business. And the strength to take heart-inspired action on the information you become aware of. I don't use the term heart-inspired action very often. I actually rarely use it. Odd that it came in. Is it odd? No. All right. In order to be able to have heart-inspired action, we need to know what we deeply desire for ourselves from our inner being, from our inner heart, from a soul perspective. When we can come from that place, then so much can change. Virtually anything and everything can change from that space. So where can you be heart-inspired? Hmm, nice lead-in. Next week, we are going to be, um, the show is going to be called Every Day and Every Way I Am Getting Better and Better. If you want, get in touch with me. If you want me to kind of continue uh, how we can heal from being under that energy of blame or how you can work with that, next week let me know send me an email or get a comment to me at some way facebook instagram linkedin whatever it might be um because it's really important that we recognize that there is a possibility and a way of being that every day in every way i am getting better and better so until next week thank you for being here and i'm sending you waves of kindness as always thank you for listening to cultivating kindness with karen Karen Leslie returns Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can find Karen at KarenLeslie.ca and follow her on social media. Until next Wednesday, Karen is sending you waves of kindness for a fabulous week. Remember, it's only you who has the power to be and receive the kindness required to change your life.